Welcome to Truly Legendary, a beginner's guide to legendary and mythical creatures. I'm your host, TJ, and this is a special midweek episode we're going to try and do each week to where we can backtrack and cover some additional information we may not have covered in the previous episode, where you guys have the opportunity to comment your questions or just different information that we may not have covered. So this is more information on the New Jersey Devil. want to welcome everybody back into this midweek episode where we're going to cover more information about the New Jersey Devil that we may not have covered last week. But before we get started on that, we do have some exciting news. We are up on more podcast websites. We are up on Amazon. We are up on Google, on Apple, and Podbean. So if you're looking for a different place to listen to us, we are up on all those. We are also uh, now have a Facebook and a Twitter page. Our Facebook is at Truly Legendary Podcast, and our Twitter is at True Legend Pod. I know that's a little bit of a mouthful, but you only get 15 characters, so that's what we had to go with. So now some more information about the New Jersey Devil. So the first thing I want to start off with is another origin story, and this goes back even before 1736 whenever we covered the Leeds devil the birth of the Leeds devil to mother Leeds with her 13th child this actually goes back to what is known as the Lenape tribe which inhabited the Pine Barren area before the settlers even arrived and basically what they considered to be the Pine Barrens was a holy area this was a place where they considered it to be a sanctuary of sorts. Only certain people were able to enter the area, and those that did described it as a very ominous place, a place where you just had this feeling of dread and sorrow whenever you entered. And the thing about it that ties into the New Jersey Devil is they believed that there was a spirit or creature that lived in this area that they called Messing. And this was a deer-like creature, which was bipedal, so it walked on two feet. It had deer or uh, horse-like legs and feet. It had wings, and it had a deer-type face, which fits in very well to the New Jersey Devil. Um, The horse-like feet, the cloven hooves, not necessarily deer hooves, but the best description that they could have. Um, The long face and also the wings. So this goes back, if you go back to the uh, Lenape tribe, excuse me, they had what would be called sightings of the New Jersey or the Leeds Devil long before settlers even showed up. So if you are wanting to tie this in, and it's the same area, so this is another case of where this legend may have started. The truly interesting part is that the people who lived in the Pine Barrens whenever the Leeds Devil rumor was created had access to all this information. They had access to to the Lagape tribe. And 
the opportunity they had to see their drawings and see all the things that they had created to represent this creature may have influenced the way they described the Leeds Devil whenever the rumors started and whenever people started to describe what they saw. Not saying that the Lenape tribe did not see this thing or believe in this thing, but the people who created the Leeds Devil may have taken a page out of their book and thought of something that may have been seen before in this area, just misinterpreted or misidentified. So it's another good reason for this myth to be started and a good way to refer back to what may have been an influence in what this creature looks like. Now the next little bit of information I'd like to cover was a comment that someone made to me about the birth of the Leeds Devil from Mother Leeds. The information that this individual had read said that it was born as a demon. Um, again, with legends like this, it's very difficult to tie it down to one source. So most of the sources that I found said that it was born normal and changed into this creature. But there are sites out there that claim that it was born that way. Take it with a grain of salt. It is the way legends spread. And most of these things that we're going to cover are word of mouth. They're going to be oral traditions. So there's going to be differences some way, shape, or form. So if you hear something that may be a little bit different than what we're talking about, do not be afraid to send us a message, comment, or something like that to kind of give us a different perspective. Because again, this is all oral tradition. And when you have oral traditions, things don't necessarily mesh up all the time. There was a sighting that we mentioned in the previous episode that we kind of glossed over that we didn't go in depth with, and I had a few people comment and ask me to cover that a little bit more, and that was a sighting in 1909. There was a priest who was in his church who had claimed to see the New Jersey Devil, and that carries a lot of merit, especially in that area, and people asked me to cover that a little bit more. So what happened was this priest was in his church opening the doors, getting things ready for the day. Uh, he did live there, as was custom at the time most priests lived in their churches that they were over. Um, this priest was opening up the doors for people to come in and be ready for the day. And he said he heard a loud scream, a loud screeching noise, which was tied to the New Jersey Devil. It said that it had a very high-pitched scream. He heard this scream, and he looked up into the rafters of his church, and he saw what looked to be the New Jersey Devil, a creature with hoofs, with cloven hooves, with wings, with a tail, a horse or goat face, and horns in the rafters of the church, moving around, and he wasn't sure how it got there. He was scared to death, and he simply began to pray. And he said once he started to pray, he heard the creature get louder and louder until it left in what seemed to be excruciating pain. It swooped down, flew out the doors, and took off into the sky. So that story does stick out a little bit. To me, it wasn't as, as prevalent as the woman who had her dog take, uh, taken a bite out of, but it is very interesting. And that story carried a lot of merit at the time for people who just trusted in what all the priests had to say. And now on to the last thing I'd like to cover in this update episode. 
is the proof behind the New Jersey Devil. I did have a few people comment and say, hey, there's been pictures, there's been this, that, and the other of proof of the New Jersey Devil. Um, again, all the things that I found, everything that I've done research on, the pictures and everything that's come up, all of them that I have found have been proven to be hoaxes in one way, shape, or form, whether it be through photo editing, whether it be through misidentification, something like that. Nothing has been said that's been concrete. There's been no real proof of anything leading up to the Leeds or the New Jersey Devil. It's all hearsay, eyewitness accounts, or doctored photos. Uh, not, excuse me, not necessarily doctored, but some have been just misinterpreted. You get the right angle, the right lighting, the right perspective, and you can make things look the way that you want them to. Or you just misunderstand what you're seeing. Sometimes our eyes play tricks on us and we see what we want to see. You may have heard a rumor about the New Jersey Devil and be looking up into the night sky and see a sandhill crane flying overhead and just from the right angle it looks like what you think the New Jersey Devil should look like. So you snap a photo of it and it just looks looks the part. So when it comes to concrete evidence, there's really none for the New Jersey Devil. There's no real proof that this creature exists. Not saying that it does not, but there's not proof of it yet. So as we get ready to close this episode, I just want to take the time to thank everybody who is taking the time out of their day to listen to this. Uh, we really appreciate it, especially since we're just now getting this podcast up and going. If you want to leave a comment or a question or something like that, go to our Twitter page or our Facebook page. Again, our Facebook is at Truly Legendary Podcast, and our Twitter account is at True Legend Pod. Just go in and follow us and leave us a comment or a question. And if you want to help support us, the best thing you can do right now is just go in and leave a review for us. Leave a five-star review if you really, really like it, and just say some nice things. It really does help, and it helps get our name out there. Share us and let people know that we're doing this to where more people will be listening. And the more people we get to listen, the better the, the better these things are going to get. I am really excited for next week's episode that's coming out on Saturday, which is on the Loch Ness Monster. And then I'm starting my studies for our following few episodes. We're actually going to have to do a two or three week part uh, episode for the Mothman, which is a rabbit hole that I never imagined. I started to study this thing out and it is incredible how much information there is out there about this thing uh, from the festival that they have to the statue to everything involved with it but I'm really excited about getting into that that episode but if you take the time please go follow us on those on those social media accounts give us a review and hopefully it's a five-star review but it really does help get the name out there and get our get our podcast out there and again we want to appreciate you for everything for everything you guys are doing to support us and keep listening thank you <laughs>